1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, having worked in the clubs and the pubs and the entertainment game across Cork and Munster for as long as myself and Fergal have uh, over the years here, you'd have come across a number of women working in security. Not a huge number. It's about 9% these days and there's many very different kinds of security work, uh, but the, the industry is looking for more women. Um, Amanda White, you, you work in security. I'll come to you first. You you work in security with the company Tekken, which we know well. How long have you been been in the job? Good morning.
0: Good morning. Hi, PJ. How are you? Um, I've been working in security for about 15 years now. Nice. Right. So I started um, Christmas Day for CIT, for the outpost. I was asked to um, they were stuck for a female. What I do is, I said I chance it, no. and I loved it.
1: This is the Christmas Day event that they have in November for the C.I.T. God, that's that. Yes. That was a baptism of fire.
0: Yes. that's a busy one. <laughs> I was thrown. I was thrown into the deep end. <laughs> so yeah, no, and I loved it, and I kept doing it, and I've been doing it since. Yeah,
1: it's it's fun, I guess, and most people are nice.
0: That's it. Well, the, I kind of moved away from the door supervisor to the event side of it. So I find the event side of it more the fun, uh, more social aspect of it. Mm.
1: What kind of events would you work now? What did you work this year, for example?
0: Oh, um, we had Electric Picnic with Musgrave Park, Croke Park gigs, Ed Sheeran, Garbrooks, Indie Festival. Mm. We kind of covered a bit of everything.
1: You got loads of free
0: gigs, so... (laughs) Yes, (laughs) you could say that, (laughs) yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it like is it um you might look at you know the kind of people that you'd meet with a few bevvies on board. Some might have looked and said, "Is that really a suitable job for a woman? She wouldn't be long being overpowered." I, I don't think so, though.
0: No. I think sometimes to have a female, when there is times like that where someone has too much drink or someone could be very aggressive, I think sometimes a female is better to deal with a situation than to have a male because they can talk it down. Yes. They're not heavy-handed. Their ego isn't getting in the way. Not all people are like that. Don't get me wrong, but it can happen. Um, But women can talk down a situation easier.
1: There's someone I know who worked in security for years, a female who worked in security, for, going back along, and she always said, the absence of testosterone can often cool a situation faster than exactly. the presence of it. Yeah,
0: exactly, I agree.
1: <laughs> Which I thought was a very good way of putting it, yeah. like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. yeah.
1: Let me bring in at this stage, and would you encourage someone to take it up,
0: like... Oh, I would 100%. Yeah,
1: it's, it's all changing. You have to be licensed and you have to have a badge and all this kind of thing. It's not just a case of putting on the uniform anymore. You have to get no. licensed, don't you?
0: There's a new licensing laws after coming in now, the 1st of November, where everyone has to have a license. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's bring in... Stay there for me, Amanda. Shanann O'Mahony uh, is the only... Uh, female director of the Security Institute of Ireland. Shannon, how long are you working in security? Morning to you. Uh,
2: morning. How are you? I'm in about twenty years. I'm the only one at the moment. I'll, hopefully, we'll get a few more girls into it. Um, you know, like we're the females of the industry, and it is great fun. Like I've worked with Amanda. Oh. We've, you know, it's it is the social element. There is a lot of things under the security umbrella people aren't really aware of. And, obviously, you need a qualification now to get into the industry. So, like, it's gone from the the old style of thinking, what security is, you know. There is qualifications and standards that we
3: have to meet.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the old idea was that you had to be built like a small shed and, and, and basically just stand there and say no you're not getting in but there's a whole lot more of it than that
2: oh it's totally different like I mean we go through the roles of responsibilities depending on what kind of security you're doing so obviously there's behavioural standards that you have to go through and with the way society has changed you know we have to become very more PC about things so like equality and diversity and mm. you know discrimination like these are laws and legislations that we need to know and we need to be aware of The licensing laws as well as just something that you touched on there, that we do need to have PSA licenses going forward to act in the security industry.
1: Yeah. Bouncers in Cork used to take, and I I don't know if it's even a word that people like anymore, but it's a word that people always use. Bouncers, there was a lot of flack taken over the years. You know, bouncers have been accused of being too heavy handed or deciding you knew you would know what standards you'd refuse people for you know and and there was a bit of reputation that you you wouldn't get in in Cork has has that changed do you think
2: I think so because like we're all like we obviously if you train for any type of job you're going to you're you're going to be on the same page as your colleagues so there is a certain standard there you know that we have to make sure that the person isn't posing a risk to the premises if they're coming in and if they're intoxicated or if there's you know that we have to identify we're doing the risk assessments to make sure that they're you know not a hazard and they're going to be okay to come into the premises and they're not going to cause any trouble or if they're intoxicated that they obviously need to go and get food and sober up before they can actually enter our premises for their own safety. So it's more about the health, safety and welfare of both the customers and the patriots. Like you, you're walking in a busy bar. The last thing someone wants is someone inside the counter getting aggressive at them because they've had too much to drink.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you get. You know, it, it's... I've, I've... long enough in the Business of entertainment to know that sometimes it can get a bit scary on the door as well. Have you ever, Amanda? Were you ever in a situation where you were scared?
0: There has been um, years ago where I would have been. It would have been a lot rougher, you could say, um, to work on a door in Cork and somewhere like that. Um, I had plenty of situations where men wouldn't care if you were a man or woman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I remember mean, there used to be this thought that, well, look, no matter how drunk or leery someone is, most men, you can safely say, won't raise their hand to a woman, which meant that the woman on the... Come on now, count down a small bit.
0: Exactly, was yeah. Less
1: li- she was less likely to have someone turn on her. Yeah. Was, was, is that true or not?
0: I think it is. I personally think it is. 99.9% of the time, men would listen to the women and they wouldn't go up against them. You'll always get that 0.1% mm. that would.
3: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
1: the other um, thing that used to be said was that when two fellas get into a fight you break it up easy enough two women fighting can be a much different situation Would like is, is there a difference is there more aggression if, if, if a woman turns nasty or if women turn nasty against each other
0: I I would agree that they can be it could be worse because men right you're inside in a nightclub you have eight fellows working with one female. The eight men are going to be more delicate with the women than if it was two men fighting, can you, if you can understand can. what I'm trying to say. So it would be harder to break it up.
1: Yeah. yeah, whereas a woman can just walk in and, yeah, exactly, woman on woman kind of thing, you kind of, you know, it a, there's a certain level. You work, Shenan on um, a much different scenario now. You're on a security desk for a major company. Different, different yeah. scenario entirely.
2: I, uh, yeah, I do, but obviously, like, I still, because I teach the PSA and I want, you know, I'm doing the training side of things, I do keep myself in, and um, I would work in events indoors just to keep up skills because obviously with COVID and different situations, you know, things have changed, we have to kind of, you have to be, you know, willing to upskill all the time, so, like, at the moment, yes, I, I am working in a nice Nice environments and very little, uh, very little um, aggression. There won't you be, know, there, there, you won't,
1: there won't be, there won't be too many people rolling up to the door smelling whiskey kind of thing. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> well,
2: like on the weekends, if it was a thing that we were working on the doors and you know just training people up and falling in if needed, mm. you know you do like I do still keep my finger on the pulse there because I want to be aware. Like I mean there's a lot of things that are changing especially with COVID and the restrictions and people like we have had sixteen to eighteen year olds who haven't had social skills regarding work you know, going into a bar and what successful behaviour. So we've all of this um, to teach them, you know, to like what is acceptable behaviour and what's not tolerated, you know. So there is a line there that, you know, people need to understand, you know, we have a job to do. You cannot come into the pub um, from the off license and bring your own drink with you. You know, that's not acceptable behaviour. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, do, do you think that lockdown, when we came back from lockdown, Shanann, and Amanda, you can take this one too if you want to, but do you think that we came back out of lockdown and we are doing events, were people a bit more coiled up, a bit more likely to, to, to fire off if if, if if they were crossed?
2: I think more so it was more like anxiety. Like we've had a lot of young people who weren't in, like like we've done events and we've done uh, concerts and it was a thing that this had all stopped for two years. So people going into an event or a concert, they're feeling claustrophobic, they get panic attacks, they're not you know, comfortable in surroundings. So like that's where we come in as well and like making sure that they're feeling safe and they feel that they have someone to go to and say, I'm not feeling like the amount of panic attacks I've had in an environment, you know, and it's okay that, you know, this is normal for them because they haven't been exposed to this before.
1: Oh, so people getting panic attacks.
2: Yeah, that would be more of a concern to me than anything else. Really? Yeah.
1: Is that more common now, do you think?
2: I,
0: I I've come across it a lot. So I'm not sure. What about you, Amanda? In your well, situation? I see that the younger crowd don't really know how to behave in like an no. environment like a concert and stuff where you have thousands and thousands of people because they've never done it. They've never been there before. Mm. So they're just they're acting different. They're not like the 25 year olds, 26 year olds that know what it's about to go out and enjoy themselves. If they're getting too drunk or. Mm.
1: All that all that pent up Yeah. Emotion came back out. So you'd both recommend people to go into it. Shinan, you, you you say you do the training. How would if there's anyone listening to us this morning who said, you know what, I'd kinda like to try that. Where would they start?
2: Um, there's different avenues you can take. Like obviously there's um if you go onto the PSA website they have a list of trainers who are trained to choose the institute or whatever. Um like the ETBs there's a lot of different uh, places that you can go in and you can do it and so you'd go in get a listed trainer and you go through the training program so it's a 100 hour program per module so if you're going to do store security or if you're going to do static now obviously you can do the dual course as well so it covers a lot of information there so it's broken down and what you can and can't do, you know, the civil law. There's a lot of things, like, when you go into it, like, you obviously have to have the English um, language barrier, so, like, I mean, you have to be able to communicate in English, you have to be able to write, and you have to, you know, for reports and things like that. Um, You need to have an introduction to the private security industry, what the PSA are, they're the governing bodies over the security, so, like, they take the criminality aspect out of it, so they go around every so often stores they're around the city for jazz again just making sure that everyone's compliant Mm. that the right people are in the right places and things are going you know that there is a standard in place
1: yes you have have to, have to carry proof of your qualification now don't you
2: so you do get a PSA badge after you get your qualification you get a letter you send it off and you can get a badge which have your uh, your license number and your expiry date so you have to wear that and it has to be visual so people can see yes the person has it you have a picture and you have your ID number on it now your name isn't there on exposed because obviously you know some people don't want their name out there so that you have ID numbers so that they can check if they need to check or if they want to check. And um, So there's all that information there on the card so you can check the date and the person so if you put all the correct details there for them when they come around just to make sure everything's compliant. But like our job is more customer service customer care. We want people to go out, we want people to enjoy themselves and we do have great crack. like the, the amount of concerts we've been to, the amount of matches you know, there's different events yeah. that have been around that we've got to go to, and we've met like big stars that people are like, "Oh, I had a selfie with them," or you know, you had a cup of coffee with someone backstage. Like it, it is kind of, it's like a, there is a celebrity circle there, and it's yeah. a great one.
1: Yeah, Amanda, it would is, you have would you have ever met someone that I might be surprised to hear you'd actually met them?
0: Um, there would have been a few people over the years. Who would have been the biggest? I think Calvin Harris falling on top of me in oxygen in 2008. I think it was 2009 was one of my biggest claims. Tell
1: me that story.
0: (laughs) So um, we were working in Cork in Bondi Beach, if you remember. I do. And I was asked, would I go up to oxygen? for the weekend to work and I said no not a hope I don't want to be covered in mud not being able to shower but eventually they convinced me and we were above in the dance arena in oxygen for the weekend working and we were inside the pit and Calvin Harris was only up and coming at the time so he actually filled out the dance arena Mm -hmm. and he went down to go into the crowd to shake their hands but whoever caught a hold of him um, behind my back brought him down on top of me and nearly blew me into the crowd with him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Calvin Harris fell over you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you a story, Shanann, for I let you go?
0: I, I suppose, like, there's a lot of artists, like, that we'd
2: have come in contact with. Like, I mean, Tekken will be one of the biggest event companies out there. So, like, I mean, you're doing the back and the past, as I've worked in different environments. I've met games, and we've had coffee on the back, and, you know, really nice kind of just people having like Bellex one or sorry yeah. Fitch there's a lot of characters out there like um, like we, we are very lucky with the circle that we that yeah. we mix it and you know there's a great team like you're all part of a team like Amanda would be more of a management side so she's behind the scenes setting up you know to make sure that everyone's in place that she's enough bodies for access and egress and then you have supervisors going around just to patrol to make monitor behaviour and is going okay and if there's anything to that needs to be reported back that we're all able to deal with it so like everyone has their own role in responsibility you yeah. know
1: if anybody would like to have yeah. a, a superstar DJ fall on top of them they start <laughs> they start by going to the website give it to us again
0: uh, so, so if you want our, to get to about oh, well, we're hiring as well, so I went to the Pop in and say as well. So we're hiring constantly for events and stuff like that. So we are going to like there's a new event licensing coming in as well where we could do in house training for So if anyone's interested in doing events next summer so the temporary license, um, HR Tech and Security that I All
1: right. HR tech and security. And Amanda, lastly, the change in the licensing laws coming next year. Would you be worried about it?
0: We're worried about it. Like, you? When you when you have three hundred staff at a concert and try to get them all licensed, mm.
2: yeah. what do you think, <laughs> Shannon? Yeah, it is, it is a thing that we do need to kind of promote. Like, it is, there is a great social element of it. And who wants to pay 140 euros when you can get work, work at the gate and get paid to be there, you know? <laughs> like, you're enjoying it. And it, it is great. Cost. And I mean, we always have a good laugh.
1: Yeah, you're selling, you're selling it well, both of you. Anyone want to get into security, there you go. HR at checking.ie. Amanda White and Shanann O'Mahony. Corks 96FM.